Welcome, everyone. I'm Solyndran Buller, your host of Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener. Our episode today on fires of relationships is sacred relationships. Relationships provide the opportunity to teach us many lessons, whether it's between a parent and a child, a friend, or even strangers. We can learn so much about not only them, but also ourselves in relation to them. And of course, in this episode, sacred relationships will be discussed. And what are sacred relationships? It is a felt experience between two people, a deep knowing of who you are and the union of the two coming together as one. Matilda? Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Matilda, host of Coffee with Matilda, A Journey to Self. Today, we have a very interesting and very exciting topic to talk about, sacred relationship. I think so, Adrian. Um, I mean, I always thrive to be in a sacred relationship. And I think in my definition, it's a relationship in which we are inspired to see the divine in another person to experience oneness through the union of two. Um, like sacredness is felt experience. I think it's a deep knowing that uh, you feel um, you're really yourself with that person. What do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it depends on which relationships, but I think we're going to be discussing more of the component of the physical intimacy of two people in a very, very sacred relationship. And when we discuss sacred relationships, it goes beyond the physical. It goes beyond um, what the world has portrayed. It's another element of discovery but it's an inner development of discovery of not just oneself, because let's face it, when you're in a relationship and especially an intimate relationship, you really, really get to know who you are and you also get to know who the other is. Yes. And for that, I, I think you need a lot of courage because lots of times, you're kind of don't even want to know yourself. You want to hide yourself behind someone. And with a sacred relationship, I think everything comes on the surface. And there are lots of things that you need to deal with as a person, uh, as a partner in that relationship. So yeah. I, if I have to think about any sacred relationship and the, the characteristics of it, I think courage is one of them. Those Two, those partners have courage to be vulnerable. Uh, those partners are, um, uh, they have the courage to be, to get hurt and to be real with each other and kind of take, take the mask off because lots of times we have masks for when we're in the society. So I think in sacred relationship, you don't have any mask and you allow the other person to see your, to see you with all elements, your good and bad, 
the shiny, the ugly. <laughs> yeah, you're actually very, very free to be yourself. And you don't have to have those masks, <coughs> excuse me, you don't have to have those masks that you wear in everyday, uh, you know, situations, um, be it a boardroom, uh, be it in um, some form of a relationship where you tend to play a role in these mm -hmm. kind of relationships it's really uh, allowing for your, for everything to come out and i think one of the key characteristics that i think really allows for you to understand what a sacred relationship is is really to have a personal desire for internal growth so yes. it's 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 not just about oh what's our bank account doing or how are we going to raise these kids and you know oh i hope you get that raise or you get that new position at work it's beyond that it is actually really really a, a personal evolution and evolution for the couple and and in order to have that i think that there there's this Thing that you know we in the yoga community do and that's called holding space you know you have to you have to be able to listen not just for the words that are being spoken by the other as your beloved but you're also actually actually paying attention without without judgment without trying to see what is being communicated so you're really coming from a place of love coming from a place of the heart because you're allowing for that individual to be themselves wholeheartedly without any sort of uh, predetermined agendas or uh you know um uh, anything that they feel that they have to kind of um abide by in this particular relationship and you know the sacred relationships matilda people understand that relationships sometimes are not for an entire lifetime there's a huge community out there there's a misconception oh you only marry once and it's forever <laughs> you know what you're right you're very right but if you married and you understood that this was a sacred contract and you truly understand and you grow into that sacred contract, then you'll understand that if someone is being held back in their evolution, then they, there should be no guilt. There should be nothing in that relationship to hold each other back. Because you know the old saying, if you love something, set it free. I think, um, Salindra, what you're saying is very interesting and makes me think that maybe the people who are able having secret relationship are the ones that they've gone through the process of self journey. So they are really understanding that relationships are very important not to have the other person but to help you to grow and you have to have the other person to grow as well and the destiny and the end is not the destiny it's the journey that they are having it together and if they can encourage the other partner to become the best version that they can then um, they've done their job so I think in a sacred relationship, the evolution is the main um, purpose of 
um, the relationship. It's the reason that they want the best for the other person and they want the other person become the best version that they can be. So um, uh, a lot of relationships that we talked before, they have different purposes. Maybe it's financial purpose, it's a um, status purpose, or I don't know, lack of love or loneliness, they're getting married or they find a partner. This kind of relationship can never be secret because the purpose is not helping the other person to evolve the best version that they can be. And in this process, you evolve with them as well. Yes, 100%. And I think that, you know, for the listener out there, I think a sacred uh, relationship <coughs> I've got this horrible cough that kicks in every time I want to say something. I do apologize. Um, sacred relationships, um, sometimes um, they're not, they can be formed over time when you understand that there's this, um, there's a, something that is growing within each individual that is in that relationship. Most relationships, as you know, you know, um, they come in uh, and, and, and they really are an external, external uh, mechanism of keeping two people together. But when we really um, bond together, when there's a lot of peace and there's love and then there's harmony, all of a sudden you understand that you're free to be who you are. There's no locks and chains on you to keep you in that relationship. And when you see that freedom that already exists, that there is nothing that's keeping you in, you know, some people think that there's a, you know, you know, you, you have to be <coughs> in, <coughs> you have to be in that yeah. relationship because of family or, or whatever the situation is, realistically, when people understand that they're in that relationship because there is something greater than them that's at work. And then there's this, there's this moment where they reflect and they understand that. But when you're in a <coughs> sacred relationship, there will be no anxiety. There will be no stress. There will be no undercurrent of unrest or unease in that relationship. That means you're actually coming from that place where you understand and you are evolving, you are growing, you are bonding beyond the physical. And then that's a huge thing. That's a huge, huge uh, commitment. Uh, and, and you can walk that. You know, some people used to use the common religion. Sacred, you know, relationships can start from, you know, the religion is the same between two people. It's a bonding factor. If they, <coughs> if they love to go to the church and they feel <coughs> that's bonding them, <coughs> Yeah. That is actually, that is the first step for many people of my mother's generation, you know, Matilda. What made them stay together? What made them bond together? Um, 
Uh, one I, I can honestly say was that there was this family obligation. They owed it to their not only their uh, their parents and their extended families, but they also owed it to their communities because they felt like it was looked down upon. But I can also tell you that if if you had a very religious background and you had the ability to learn and to grow, to bond together. Now you had something that you're bringing to the table, which is creating more of a sacred relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, your parents mm -hmm. probably did something very similar, depending on what their background was and where they grew up, you know, um, but a, a true sacred relationship really understands that, you know, marriage or that intimate relationship or partner that you have may not be the partner for the rest of your life, especially if you have one person who's on this, you know, this trajectory of, uh, of, of evolution internally. So they're very spiritual or religious or whatever, uh, you know, practice they have. And the other has no desire. They don't even believe in God. They don't believe in a higher force. They don't believe in yoga or meditation or any of the above. All, all they're fixated on is how many properties can I have and, and how, what's my goal post? Oh, I'm a millionaire today. I want to be a trillionaire in 20 years. You see, those people are but, at opposite ends. But do you think selling them people like that, that they're in opposite ends, they can have a sacred relationship together? In my opinion, I think no. Well, they can, as long as they have something that brings them together and allows for them to understand that there is something beyond the physical. It's, it's a sacred relationship is really formed on something which is very internal. It's not very external. And so, it, you know, just like you had said, you got to drop your masks. Well, if you're dropping your masks and you're able to, you know, go to the bathroom with the door open and someone else is picking up and cleaning after you, well, of course, you're getting beyond the physical, right? Now, um, there, there, and what will happen is that you have one who's totally worldly and ready to collect every material thing that they can because, I don't know, maybe that's where they were for whatever reasons. And then you have the other one. Well, you know, there's going to be this <clears throat> push-pull, just like we discussed last week. There's this push-pull that happens in relationships. Mm -hmm. And so slowly, slowly, depending on, you know, if, if this individual here who's the billionaire trillionaire, and I can guarantee you at some point, if they don't get that raise or if they don't get that next position or if they do not... Um, have their health falling apart, something's going to wake them up. Something's going to come and it's going to be, you know, they're going, they're going, they're going. And all of a sudden it's like a freight train comes and goes boom. And guess what? They wake up. Mm. And then guess what? They go internal. 
because there's nothing out there that will help them. And if this person over here, who was their spouse, who was always very internal, who was very um, much on the path, who understood that life is beyond the physical, if that individual was still there and standing, waiting for this individual, I can tell you that at some point that will happen. But that's a choice that the two will make. Because this one here, if they're only fixated on worldly collections and uh, the next trillion dollars they can make and the next big Rolls Royce or whatever, and meanwhile, this one's still, I got to get up at 3 a.m. and I, I want to do my you know, nature walk and I want to go and get some fresh air because, you know, they're beyond all that. Now, either this one's going to say, uh, you know what, uh, I think I'm not in the right relationship. He's going to walk away or whoever that is, or the other one's going to walk away. But <clears throat> if neither one of them walk away, there is going to be this coming to middle ground. It is going to happen. At some point, something will come and it will allow for each of them to understand. And I think sacred contracts also, or sacred relationships also, Matilda, is, you know, you're responsible for yourself at the end of the day. My mother used to say, you know, you're, you're born alone and you're going to die alone. And in between, in between, <clears throat> you're going to have to figure out if you're going to do, do that alone as well or with someone. So as long as you remember how you entered and how you exited, <laughs> right? And what did you want to get out of this? Because I could tell you, you know, there's statistics out there. And I think I've expressed this before on one of the shows that we had with Fires of Relationships, that they went and they, they interviewed people of power, people that were somebodies, people that had money, people that had, you know, the, the fortune and the fame and everything else you can think of. And when they went and they interviewed them on their deathbeds and they were they were asked what was the one thing that they would they would go back their regret is they that they wished that their life was lived they wished that they had lived their life that all the money in the world didn't make any difference to them and all the toys that they had didn't make any difference to them because it goes back to the, the most valuable things, Matilda, you were blessed with when you were born. You were born yeah. with that. You were born with health. You were born with uh, your, your possibilities. You were born with love. You were born with eyesight. You were born with hearing. You were born with everything that you ever really needed. You even have a beautiful pharmaceutical uh, a pharmacy inside your very body it knows how to fix when it's being broken yes right you cannot buy mm -hmm. that 
Even the best <laughs> medicine out there in the world can't fix half the stuff that your body does on its own without being asked. So, you know, sacred relationships are, are, are things that <clears throat> you can have an understanding that you have a sacred relationship as you step into the relationship. You could be bonding with a person that you don't know why, but this person has something about them. It's kind of like, you know, when you see two people and you don't understand, how did these two people ever get together? When you physically see them or you see them like they are opposites or many times you look and you're almost looking, wow, that's a different kind of match. Could be older, one could be really younger. Well, you know what? Who are we to judge? There was something inside of them that could have been a sacred relationship uh, understanding that is beyond, ex uh, you know, our eyes can't just tell us. Do you think artists and poets and, I don't know, writers experience that more often than regular people? I do believe because of the creative juices that flow within them. I believe that people that have that side of the brain that operates and they operate off of uh, something that brings joy to them, which means if they're operating off of joy, their heart is wide open, which yes. means, which means they're, they're magnetizing themselves and they're able to bring in that person. So, you, you, you know, many times you'll see a very old man uh, married to a very young woman, or you'll see a very young woman married uh, or a very old woman married to a yo much younger man. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like the last one. <laughs> and you but know, somehow I don't like the old one, but I don't no. know. I see there, there must be something, uh, but sometimes they're marrying for certain reasons, you know, the woman marries for the money and the man is marrying because she's a younger person. But I'm sure there are men and women that they have very big uh, age difference and they have, um, they marry because they have something, they have an amazing connection or there's something beautiful between them that That's other right. people don't understand. There's an, a number of characteristics that you'll see, a number of characteristics that you'll see the, that the individuals will gravitate towards each other. And, you know, there's a lot to be said about, you may not understand because you're immature today, but, you know, as time goes on, you start to understand, like the majority of people are not, I would say the majority of people are not the ones that um, were, <coughs> consciously aware and on this sacred journey. Yes, a majority were religious. Religion brought them together. So their Sunday uh, together was very, very sacred. And the lessons that they learned through the churches and the temples made a lot of sense and had influence over them. But as they went forward, and depending on who they were for the rest of the six days of the week that there was no church or temple and where they were on that evolutionary path 
<clears throat> is, is an interesting question because a lot of this comes with age as well. Some are born with it. You know, I can say that I was born of being on the path um, and because we were not real, uh, you know, temple or church goers, but I intuitively knew there was something beyond what my eyes could see and my ears could hear. And I knew that that, that source energy was something that I connected to. But so basically it's spiritual. It's very, it's very, well, it's sacred is, is spiritual. Yes. Sacred is beyond the material. It is beyond the physical. It is beyond uh, your dollars and cents and it is beyond your titles and positions. It is going mm. beyond all that. And I've um, actually, <clears throat> I was asking friends. Now I'm coughing. <laughs> yeah, oh no. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was asking friends and I was talking about friend, with friends and I was like, oh, this is the topic for today. And they were asking, so how can we have, how can we know if whatever relationship we had, it was a separate relationship or how can we know what we have to do in order to attract a separate relationship towards us? So can you, can you explain that, Selindra? How would someone know that they've been in a sacred relationship? I think everyone has been in a sacred relationship to a certain degree. Because whether it's between a parent and a child, and, and you understand the bond between a parent and a child, and especially a mm -hmm. mother and a child, whether yes. it's friends or even strangers and their deep connection, because um, I, I don't need to hesitate or hold anything back because you're a good friend and you understand everything. So that is a sacred contract. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So yeah, because lots of people feel like a sacred relationship is just a romantic one. So it's very nice that we can explain it to, it can be to anyone. It, it, sometimes maybe a stranger can have a sacred, can give you a sacred relationship for a couple of minutes. And that, uh, I've had one, I think, with a stranger, was, which was very interesting. And I still remember her. I still remember her. So, Salindran, um, yeah, so I was talking to my friends about today's topic, and they asked me, how, how would we know if we've been in a sacred relationship, A, and if we haven't, what we can do, what we can work on us, so we can attract a sacred relationship, a sacred partner to our life? So, two, two questions I have for you. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting, uh, interesting uh, question, definitely. Um, I think that the person who wants to attract someone in a sacred relationship must already be a sacred individual. Mm. And so if you're doing things and you're very uh, intuitive and you understand the bigger scheme of life, 
and that everything is energetic and vibrational, well, obviously, if you're doing the work, uh, you know, um, people would pick up on that. And has everybody been in a sacred relationships? Of course, to a certain degree, because you have to remember two people, two people that came together, a mother and a father, created something out of love, which was you. So you already know what a sacred contract is. Okay. And that's, you know, and I know that there's other, other, um, you know, some people say, oh, well, you know, um, uh, I didn't, I wasn't really in love, but I ended up having a child. Well, I, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about true, uh, you know, two people that are in love, mm -hmm. in union, and that created a child. But I think the closest relationship that anybody can really relate to is, a, is your relationship with your mother or with your father. It doesn't have to be just the mother. And it could be any other caregiver. And, and how do you know if you're in a sacred relationship? Because you're not holding anything back. You're not hiding. You are who you are. So when you need to blow up, you blow up. And the other person understands, oh, that's not their real true nature. It was really something that just allowed for that one moment for that thing to happen. You understand? They know you. They can finish your sentence for you. Do you think, so by what you're explaining to me, do you yeah. think a stranger can be a secret for, I don't know, you're at a bar, you're meeting someone, or Strangers, you're at the yes. library, at the library, you're meeting someone, or you're in a grocery shop, you're meeting someone, and you have uh, five minutes or maybe one hour max exchange. Do you think even that can be a sacred relationship? A hundred percent. I had one with a girl I met in New York, and I remember, I don't remember her name. Was it, I don't even think we exchanged name, but she changed my course of life. And I, I really think she was a sacred connection at that moment. A hundred percent, because, you know, um, it, it could be just a fleeting moment of you crossing each other's paths. Yeah. And, and you cannot get that person out of your mind because there was some exchange even though it may not even be verbalized, even though it yeah. may never be communicated, you have a moment, just a moment of an exchange, two people, you recognize each other from somewhere. And there was something beyond, beyond the eyes, beyond the ears, beyond your senses. That yeah. is a sacred, that was a sacred uh, relationship a split second, you know, it is, it is beyond charisma because people say charisma, you know, charisma cannot be, cannot be taught. And so it's, it's a beautiful way of really truly understanding because when you take your senses out of it and it's beyond that, and you know, you talk about, you talk about physical intimacy in a relationship but now when you talk about sacred relationships in intimacy, I mean, that is mind blowing, mind blowing. Because it could be a glance across the room that can tell you 
without a spoken word, anything and everything. I think there's a, a video uh, on, on YouTube. Uh, uh, I know that I saw it quite, quite a while ago. And it was two, art, or two artists. And they had this beautiful relationship. And for whatever reason, yeah. they, went, they went their separate ways. And after 20 years, they decided to come back. But the yeah. idea was not a word would be spoken and they would sit across the table from one another and look into their eyes. They sat there and they had a, I don't know, hundred photographers taking pictures of them because they were both very famous. They had a sacred I think relationship. It's a, it's a, a Serbian uh, artist, Marina Abrajovic, I think. That's yeah, how, possibly, that's yeah. And, ah. Uh, I mean, you know, she didn't need to say a word because when I saw that video, yeah. I cried. And I cried because at this at, at a level of at a level of oneness, at a level of a spirit a spirit to spirit, she didn't need to say a word. I felt every emotion that must have gone through her body. Actually, they have a very interesting love affair. They they have a beautiful love affair. They walk China Wall. And at the end, they would get separated from each other. And it's interesting that I see lots of artists can understand that, that, that uh, magical, that poetry of human beings, two human beings connecting together, and not in a physical way, in much more than that, as this, your soul connects and you just feel one. It's, Which it's I think we... That is spirit to spirit. It's, it's, it's not human to human. That is spirit to spirit. That is the sacredness that I'm talking about. For any listener out there, that is spirit to spirit. That is the sacredness that we are discussing here. Now, imagine if you were in an, in an intimate relationship with someone, but you were also in realization that that relationship was also a sacred relationship. Mm. Now, imagine the the fire that would be created between the two and and no it doesn't belong just to artists it does not just belong to a musician uh, or any sort of arts arts individual as long as the individual understands there is something beyond their physical that's the requirement the requirement is that you understand and comprehend and you live from that place beyond your physical and a lot of people, sorry, I'm cutting because no, they're no. going to think this way. Lots of people think that a sacred relationship is a soulmate relationship. But I believe what you're explaining, it's totally different or it's not. Well, when, uh, it depends on uh, your definition of soulmate. A soul to soul is, is a sacred because a soul to soul, because you, you don't have a soul. Matilda, you are the soul. You understand? Mm -hmm. So when I say soul, that means spirit. Soul and spirit, same thing. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's, it's beyond uh, Matilda, uh, the physical Matilda. It is beyond that. And, uh, and, and those relationships don't just form, um, uh, like I said, it's not just about a relationship 
uh, with uh, you know a life partner this relationship is between two siblings I can give yeah. you an example my, my my brother and I I mean I come from a very large family Matilda I have five sisters and I have three brothers you know and uh, my relationship with uh, one of my brothers is very sacred does the other ones get jealous <laughs> No, no. I think that there's just a realization from ever since I was born and he was born. He's the middle mm -hmm. boy and I'm the middle girl. There's a realization that there's a level of understanding between the two of us. He doesn't right. need to explain everything. He doesn't need to say everything. He, uh, he knows that his best interest will always be taken care of. He knows that. And I know that. If I was caught between a rock and a hard place, I know that he would know that I am. Well, that's know? beautiful. Yeah. Now, now, you know, you talk about sacred relationships and you say, you know, um, it's the bond that you have. It's beyond the bond. Because my greatest, I think, bond would be like something that holds you together, right? It is beyond yeah. bond. It's beyond the bound. The beyond the bound. Uh, and on a, how I can explain it is that um, if, if, for instance, my parents they passed away. Very sacred relationship with my mother. And when I look at her freedom. She went into her next life. I'm very happy for her. I didn't want to hold her back here. I did not want her to be here for me. I wanted her to, to, to have her freedom. Mm. You understand? Yes. And so when you're in a sacred, intimate, sacred relationship, and you think that the, that the other partner has to stay with you or is with you because they have to be, then it's not sacred. When you say, I love you very much and I accept everything, everything, the whole you, the whole you, I accept everything about you. And that means everything. So for that, uh, Salindran, I think there has to be a there has to be trust. There has to be a tremendous trust, and both partners needs to feel very safe with each other. I, I, I uh, it's beyond safe. It's beyond trust. It's a knowing. Mm -hmm. It's a knowing that if my husband were to leave me tomorrow, yes, I will miss him. Maybe I still need him in certain ways. But if I'm in a sacred relationship, I realize that he has to be free. He has to be free. 
I oh my god, that's a bit difficult that. to understand. Some people, for some people, will be very difficult to understand. I remember a couple of years ago, I met a woman that her husband left her, and she was devastated. She, he left her for another woman, and I was and. She was saying, oh, and they, they are in love and they have an amazing life together. And he left me and he was condemning the man. In my opinion, was I, I was feeling very hurt for that wife. But at the same time, I'm like, if your husband comes and tells you he's in love with someone else, what can you do? You have to, or vice versa, your wife comes back, comes to you. You have to let them go. I mean, you cannot keep them. That's there, it. There were, you, what you have to understand, Matilda, is nothing is really truly yours, ever. Yeah. Nothing You're is, borrowing. <laughs> nothing is really truly yours. If someone stays with you, they're staying because they want to. Yes. Not because they have to. And uh, the, the generational... Um, the generational cultural ties that people have, generational, cultural, familial, you know, bonds that, oh, you must, you know, it doesn't matter if he beats you up every night or doesn't matter if he's out drinking and being with other women, you know, you must stay together. Uh, that is no longer, that should never be. And even in the back in the day, you know, Matilda, it never was. True, true sacred relationships would never put up with that. Yeah. I believe I have a sacred relationship with my grandma. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and, how, and how would you be able to define your relationship with your mother as a, as a sacred relationship? Why, why um, what was so different that you can actually put your finger on it and say that? uh because with my grandma we don't need to talk much she feels me she understands me uh even there are days that i'm upset even from my hello and how are you she can pick it up and she has a very nice way of handling me i love it with her i'm always a surrender which with other people, I might defend myself. I might try to show something uh, or try to start using my math. With her, I'm just surrendering myself all the time. There's because a there's level of peace. peace. Yeah. A level exactly. of peace, right? There's a level of understanding, but it's beyond a level of understanding. There's a level of peace. There's mm -hmm. a level of, of comfort you know that there's no anxiety, no stress, no pressure. You know that within her, within her being, mm. there's no draining of Matilda. There's no yes. draining of Matilda. You see? And she wants me to be. And she wants me to flourish and become the best version that I can be. And she never imposes her vision in life. That's, I think that's the key. When you see in a relationship, the partner, whoever that partner is, doesn't impose any vision or any, any outlook of life to you. 
because they want you to grow and to to evolve the way that you are supposed to evolve. I think that's yes. the beauty of it. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. And I think that uh, you know the key for the listener is that you know you must understand that some relationships will last a lifetime, and some relationships are only meant to be brief. They are only ever meant to be brief. And do not hold anyone. Do not bond anyone and hold them accountable because that is the reality of life. Question yourself, work on yourself, be a better person yourself. And it's all, it's all about that. And of course, there, there's definitely going to be transformation within each of us. But for some, you know, the time will come very soon. And for some, our time has already come. But remember that, you know, how much peace is there in our relationships? How much stress, anxiety, turbulence, dis-ease? Because that is going to allow for your growth and question everything question everything it keeps you aware um Salingran, i want to mention one element here that i feel in um, people who are courageous towards love i think they have more opportunity to experience a secret relationship so i want to encourage everyone to not be afraid of love. Love can be very frightening. That's why we go find, re- sometimes it's a self-sabotage in a way. We go and find relationships that are wrong for us. In a way, we want to prove ourselves that maybe we're not worthy of love. I don't know. I, I don't know the psychology behind it. But if you have that courage, if you can love someone, your child, your neighbor, your friend, your lover, so openly and so um, generously. And then, and you're going to be okay that if they leave you and if they even don't appreciate your love or they don't appreciate your friendship, it doesn't matter. You gave your all. And I think that's a good practice for the next person that comes. So you learn how to become whole, how to give and Hopefully one day you will receive back that kind of a love as well. That's 100%. my yeah. suggestion. A hundred percent, you know, we're always evolving, Matilda, always moving forward. And we like to call it growth. We like to call it evolution. Mm. But uh, I know one of my favorite things, and it's interesting because I've written it down and I, and I look at it often, and that is, you know, until you start having an honest conversation about who you are, yeah. who you are and what demons that you battle with, where you lack and what you truly want, love will continue to be a temporary visit. Oh, nice. It hey, if you don't love yourself, how can you... Again, we're coming back to that, Salinjan, to the yes. first section. Yes. I think for a sacred relationship, A, you have to really love yourself. B, you have to really love your partner. And C, you really need to love 
the relationship together you have. So that's right. It's a lot of love there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think that brings us to the, uh, you know, the final moments of the show. And I hope that uh, people got a lot out of this because I think, you know, um, it's a conversation that uh, is forever unfolding and growing. And uh, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. And I'm Solyndron Buller, the host of a podcast named Uplifting Humans, where we honor empower, educate, and inspire the listener with real stories and expert advice. And thank you for listening. I'm Matilda Tavanian. I'm the host of uh, Coffee with Matilda, A Journey to South. And um, I hope we will continue for with different other um, episodes of relationships because I believe the whole your whole life is relationships relationship with people relationship with things and uh, the quality of your relationship is your quality of life so salindra until next time yes ciao thank you <laughs> bye 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 bye